Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah, nailed it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. It's your host, James. Yes, I'm a day late again, but. It was from my side. The podcast was actually there. It was out. And it just wasn't. There was like a, I don't know, the file was corrupt. I don't understand it. Anyway, the, the I had the podcast on there. I thought everything was fine. Literally just carried on with my really busy day yesterday. And then a lot of you guys DM me and you're like, James, where's the podcast? You promised us it would be on time. And then I went into the system and realized that the file was corrupt or something i don't understand what it was doing but it certainly wouldn't go live um and the thing is with my podcast i'm a really small this is just me the whole premise of my podcast is to be raw it's me i'm sitting in my bedroom i'm talking to you guys i do one take of my podcast i never edit it what i say is what i do if you hear the train in the background you hear the washing machine in the background it's fine because this is just my little world and my corner of my world and that's all that matters to me so of course when a file's corrupt it's not like i've got a really fancy podcast company that does it for me i don't have any sponsors for my podcast because i don't want to I just want it to be like, I don't want to sell you guys anything. I don't want you to feel like this is, you listen to this, but also you're getting sold. I don't know. I just, I hate it. So I'm sorry. I had to literally, literally redo my podcast. And I've just realized talking about washing machines, mine's going in the background. I'm going to close this door because that's probably really noisy. Hold on. Right. That's probably better. Sorry. So anyway, welcome guys. If you're new to my podcast, where have you been? Uh, and for my regulars, welcome back guys. I'm so sorry this podcast is a day late. I'm just, I don't know why I'm really struggling with this podcast this year. I'm really struggling to get my head above water with it. Um, And I just, I've got so much going on work-wise for me, which is amazing. It's, my businesses are thriving. My businesses are doing so well. But at the same time, I'm really struggling to like do it, do it all, and I I really do need to to find the time. I need, and you know what? I, and you know the thing is like I want to find a hobby. I really want to do something that's like really fun. A friend of mine is doing like miniature houses. You can buy them on Amazon. So it's like a little corner or something. So it's like a little bookshop or a little like a hobby shop or a library or like a porch and like you get all the pieces that come along with it they're like 40 pounds and you can like literally sit and make these little like miniatures so I might actually try something like that because it's just something to do um but you know there's a saying that I barely have time for this and this was my hobby so but I think there's a lot of us that are trying to find like a work-life balance. We neglect our hobbies. We neglect our children. We neglect our friends and family. You know, if you play sport or take up dancing or music lessons, there's so many things that you can do. Learn a language, have a workshop, a woodshop. My beautiful friends in America, Michelle and Sean, are making the most exquisite top-of-the-range breadboards at the moment. They are absolutely amazing. If you guys are in the States and you're looking for a breadboard, 
I personally received one as a gift for Christmas and it's immaculate. I honestly, I use it every single day. It is gorgeous. I absolutely, absolutely love it. So it's a really great gift idea. It's a really like upmarket gift as well. So the if you go have a look at them on Instagram, it's Huckle Butt Woodworking. I'll spell it for you. It's H-U-C-K-L-E-B-U-T-T and then woodworking, W-O-O-D, w-o-r-k-i-n-g it's impeccable guys go and have a look at this page the the little stamp on it's a little their little dog which is very cool every single one is unique every single one of them is custom made they're an heirloom breadboard honestly they are incredible and they do shipping anywhere in the world as well so take that into consideration i'm absolutely punting this i'm not being paid for this this is something that i truly think is an incredible gift even if you're not in the states go and have a look at their page they're very very cool it's very fancy and i highly recommend this so please go and have a look at them um but anything you know again you know, hobbies are really good for you. You need something that's going to distract you, something that's going to help your body, help your mind, do something that's healthy and good for you. And, you know, there's been so many studies done around the world about, I'm, I'm trying to think of the thing that's about, about health problems and illnesses and arthritis and cancer and all sorts of, all sorts of stuff that are both physical and mental and things like getting more sleep, lowering your stress levels. All of these things are really important, making more friends. You know, there's additional benefits to hobbies that may surprise you and it improves your work performance, funnily enough. So employees have found creative outlets outside the office have found a better way to problem solve at work, to find that, uh, that, they can recover from the demands of their work. They have a sense of control. In some cases, they find that the new skills transferred into their workload. And trying to pick a hobby can be really, really good for you. So I would say, if you had to break up your weekly lives into activities, I would say the average hours of, for people work, your household chores are probably like 0.2 nine six hours eating and drinking 1.11 hours leisure and sport 3.04 hours sleeping and personal 8.64 hours caregiving of your kids and your parents 0.53 hours shopping 0.53 hours working 8.8 hours and that sort of works out to like what the average sort of person does a man normally spends 45 minutes on chores compared to a woman who spent 80 minutes on chores as well which is quite interesting but you know the there's there I think the way to do this is think about the days not the weeks I mean think thinking weeks not in days thinking weeks not in days so if you're trying to find the time in every single day to do a task, you're not going to find that time because we have so much going on. We've got our day lives, we've got our children, we've got our families, we've got our dogs, we've got our partners, we've got our work, and we need to sleep and exercise and eat and fucking socialize on top of all of that. Excuse my swearing. Um, but, you know, I'm still swearing. And I, I swore last year in my podcast that I was going to give up swearing. And here I am still going along with it. Um 
I'm saying I'm a lot in this podcast today, aren't I? But it's, you know what it is? It's because I'm thinking about something. Because I didn't, I, when I did my podcast yesterday, I had all of this written down. And I remembered all of it because I had cheat sheet notes. And of course, I threw out my cheat sheet notes because I've done my podcast. So I'm trying to remember everything that I, that I had on my podcast yesterday that I'm redoing for you because I just want you to have the content. But each of us, if you work out your... If you're trying to find a hobby and you're trying to find the time for it and you go, oh my God, I've only got 24 hours in the day. I need to eat. I need to sleep. I need to, you know, do my job, do all these things. You're never going to justify the time to have a hobby. So, but if you take it out in a, in a week and go, right, this is all the stuff I have to do this week. I've got 40 minutes that are free. I've got 168 hours. There's so much that's more doable to do. And I think if you break it down that way and you try and track the week of your life rather than the hours of your life, you might find the time to find a hobby. You might find the time that you can calculate your free time. You might have a little bit of extra time that you can work out and be mindful of your downtime. One of the reasons why you do this and you calculate time is because the reality is that if we mindlessly sit and check emails and social media and click through the internet, sometimes we just are doing nothing. So there's a really good book, which is called What the Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast. And it's how you spend your free time. Sometimes we go home and we crash, we do nothing. And sometimes that can be the mistake. Sometimes if we spend our free time doing something, we can find the exercise, we can find a creative hobby, we can be more hands-on parenting or, or volunteering or whatever the case may be. And you could definitely have the time for a hobby. If I put down my phone for the amount of hours that I spend scrolling through TikTok, I could be very fucking productive in my life. And I know that. And I think that's where the difference comes in now, is that I want to put down my phone and start to be more productive with something else, trying to be more productive with something that's going to benefit me, it's going to benefit my life, it's going to make me feel better and do better. I think that's what I need to find. And then, you know, I would schedule it potentially so that you know you're going to do it. Don't overschedule yourself so that you've got too many things to do. But certainly consider finding the time to give yourself something to do. Find out exactly what hobby you want to do. What What is a hobby versus an interest? Your interest is typically something that you desire to learn about something and an interest is spawned from natural curiosity, professional goals or family experiences. Like for example, if you like hockey or volleyball and your children are involved in these sports, you might sort of find love for the same thing as well. Whereas a hobby is something that can be enjoyed leisurely, activities, you can volunteer, you can you know find something that's going to give you a little bit of uh, responsibilities. And a hobby might be inspiring by an interest you know typically you're required to be more committed or involved in, in an action or learning a new skill or collecting or building or creating something hobby is essentially an active pursuit of a personal interest so finding inspiration to pick your hobby something I think it has to be something that's going to interest you something that's going to that you feel that pursuing would help you and benefit you and start a sentence like, I want to, and then see where it takes you. You know, I want to start doing miniature crafts. I want to start learning how to work with plants. I want to start 
ballet. You know, there's things that you can do. There's things that you can look at your childhood, things that inspired you as a child, things that you enjoyed as a child, lessons you learned, whether it be dance, music, ice skating, art, playing a sport, anything like that. Could you draw? Could you paint? Could you write poetry? All of these childhood pursuits can, can move into an adult hobby. And how you spend your time, you know, is there inspiration? Can you take a lesson? Can you learn something? Can you go somewhere and actually pursue the 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 um the hobby that you want? You know, whether it be spending more time with your pets or home decoration or reading or shutting you know, shuttling your kids to to activities. There's there's organizational things, there's so many things. Even yoga. I mean, there's so many things that you could consider as well. And organize your hobby. So now that you've decided what you have, now that you know what you're going to do, is dedicate the space to it and organize the space for you. Create a dedicated hobby space or combine your hobby in a declared room and make it easy to reach so that you see it consistently. You can act on it and you also have the creativity space that you can, you know, work with your hobby, whether it be like something like ceramics or pots or something, you know, and be selective. If your hobbies include collecting things, make sure that these items are of value to you. You know, when when you getting supplies for your hobby, if it's arts and crafts and things like that, things can just pile up and you can get overwhelmed if you can't see where everything is. So I think each month, check your supplies, see what you need, see what you have, and you're going to feel more inspired to do your tasks from there. And pick a, min- a minimalist hobby. You know, pick something that's not going to take up a lot of space. It's not going to take up a lot of time because then it becomes overwhelming. And sometimes with the the busyness of our lives, we struggle to then find the time for our own brand new hobby and limit your hobbies as well. I mean, I wouldn't find three different hobbies at a time. I think pursuing something that you can really dedicate your time to and actually hone in on that skill is sometimes a really good way to do it. Um, I'm, (laughs) as you guys know, I'm a dog groomer. I love grooming dogs. And I groomed a little doggo this morning that was so severely matted. It broke my heart. And when I started grooming him, he kept barking at me when I tried to get near his face. And I thought, that's so strange. But then I realized that the reason he was barking at me is because he's scared because he had the most severe matting under his ears. And it was obviously really sore. It was so close to his ears. It's probably painful if you pull on them. And he was warning me. He was telling me that it was sore. So I shaved him down, like properly shaved down to the skin shade, this poor dog down. And I promise you he was a different dog. By the time I was finished, you could almost, in my opinion, see the like relief in his face. He felt lighter. I literally took an entire dog off him. If you go and have a look at my Love Thy Dogs Instagram page, you will see how much fur, because I I took a bag of hair off him, and I actually put a picture of it on that page today. So I had to cut down his entire coat because he was so severely matted. But dogs can get tangled and matted, and dogs are poodles, bichon frees, cocker spaniels. All of these dogs with long coats are... are are prone to matting the dog's hair sheds are barbered like you know sometimes if you have to cut them down really severely it it causes friction under the collar behind the ears and the armpits on the lower legs the legs rub and the dog becomes in contact with grass so 
you know, the right hip, left hip, they, they sit on the mats and it can really, really get painful. And it's really sore for them. It's hot for them. You have to brush your little doggos every single day. If you've got a long breed dog, a long head breed dog, you need to do it. Some people go, oh, but my dog doesn't like being brushed. Well, it doesn't matter. It's You have to teach them that it's okay. You have to change the narrative so that they are okay with being groomed it's a trick teach them that this is for them it's really important that you brush them every single day and the the woman with the matted dog this morning said to me well it's my husband's job job to brush him no it's not it's the family's job to brush him you know brush a small section at a time push the coat with your hand in 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 line with the skin and then pat the brush on the hair and pull away from the dog really gently. And you continue this message of, uh, method of lifting and patting and gently stroking the brush through the coat in small sections. And it will allow for the brush and the coat to detangle the hair. And it is so important. It's so important that you brush your little doggos. As a dog groomer, I'm asking everybody out there just to do, just to do what's really good for them. And if you want help and you don't know what combs or clippers or detangling products to use then let contact me come to my my instagram which is just times podcast and ask me advice send me a picture of your dog people do it all the time and be like hey james what do you think about this hey james can i get your advice on that i will happily give you free advice i will not charge you i will not ask you for a fee but i will very very happily give you any dog advice that you're seeking so and i will give you any product knowledge that I have, um, anything that you're looking for, I would rather you know that your dog is well cared for and that you have the answers that you're looking for than just not knowing any better or not having the answers and then your little doggo suffers for it in the long run as well. It's it's inhumane to let them get so matted. It's not fair on them. And it's also really hard on a groomer because we have to we have the hard task of really tormenting them and like torturing them to get those knots off them for you so i'm just trying to help your little doggos and give you the best advice that i can but getting all that matted hair out is really important for their health as well as their parents it's sore it gets full of bugs it gets hot for them it's really really not a nice thing for, little thing for dogs to go through but um I hope I'm not lecturing you because that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just, I'm so passionate about this. But one of my listeners came to me and said that their their little dog gets these brown lines under their eyes and that always looks like it's got brown tears. So this is actually called pigmentary keratosis. And my listener said, please, can I explain what this is and how to get rid of it and what to do? So I said, absolutely, I would love to. So basically, it's a brownish-black discoloration on the surface of the eyes that sort of, it's a um, melamine granule, uh, granules, sorry, is what, what it is. And it's very common in dogs like pugs, boxes, bulldogs, French bulldogs, those sort of dogs, poodles, little poodles, little white poodles. And basically, it's caused from a chronic irritation or inflammation of the eye. And it occurs when it's sort of like from the deep corners of the cornea. And the common cause of the eye inflammation is it, it can be a disease in the eye, it, something like an etropone, I think it's pronounced, which is like an inward rolling eyelid. It can be from an outward rolling eyelid, an abnormal eyelash or a tumor in the eyelid even. 
and it can cause chronic trauma on the surface of the eye. So this thing can also be seen, it can be associated with dry eye and poor tear production of the sort of like eye inflammation of those areas. And a very classic sign of this is that the dog has um, sort of like the brown faint speckles or like black patches that occur that observe that absorbs the uh, absorbs obscures their vision as well so i would always say that you need to go and see your vet if you are getting dogs with really brown eyes rather have it checked out make sure that it isn't something that is severe that it isn't something that is um quite serious it can also be a lack of iron in their diet i mean too much iron in their diet can can create like brown lines that come under their eyes as well so give your dog something like um a uh yogurt or sauerkraut and things like that do help with that as well so hopefully that will help i'm looking at things that i want to be i want to be kinder this year i want to be kinder to other people i want to be i want to be a nicer person and I wrote a list of 90 things that I think can make you a kinder and nicer person. And every week for the next nine weeks, I'm going to give you guys 10 things to do or 10 suggestions. You don't have to follow them. But I'm going to try and do those 10 within the week. And every week, I'm going to see if out of 10 things, even if I just accomplish one of them, that for 10 weeks, nine weeks, I can make a difference to somebody else's life. So my... I, every week I'll give you guys 10. We can take it as it is. And if anybody does any of them, let me know. And we can build like a really happy community together. But I think surprising somebody with an unexpected visit or a phone call, especially somebody that may be elderly or somebody that's quite isolated and doesn't get many friends and visitors, I think would be a great way to make somebody feel really special. I think giving somebody a big hug. I love hugging my friends. I love hugging my family. I love the physical contact with people. I think it's a really intimate thing to do. And I think I, I love doing it. And express my empathy. Often the greatest gift to somebody can be empathy. So whether it's expressing your sympathy or happiness or how amazing somebody is. And I think it's a really important thing to do. Give a handwritten written card or letter to somebody that you care about. And if somebody's got small kids, maybe offer to babysit for free. You know, especially new parents that just need to go and get an hour's sleep. Or, you know, they've got young toddlers and they just need to get to the shop. Or go and have an hour to go and have a cup of coffee. Anything like that. Give them a break. Give them a glass of wine. Um, and then write them a letter. You know, write, tell them what great parents they are. Make somebody a meal, especially if somebody's had surgery or, you know, if somebody's going through a difficult time at the moment, the last thing they really need to do is, is, is cook a meal. So sometimes just cooking for somebody can be really great. Go and visit your parents. Tell them how much you appreciate them and just tell them how much you love them because sometimes we see them and we don't actually express that we appreciate everything that they do for us. Um, treat them to their favorite coffee or, or snack or meal. And say I love you but mean it. And say it to somebody that you really care about. Or somebody that's really important to you. And those are 10 little things I'm going to try and do this week. I visited my parents last week. So I won't be doing that again. But I will certainly be phoning my mommy. And telling her how much I love her. <laughs> and I hope you guys. If any of you guys do want to follow through. Or have any great uh, ways to be kind. Share them with me. Because I would love to start 
building i've always said that this is a community of kindness this is a community of motivation and if we can all work together and do really nice things together i think if even just our corner of the world can make a difference that's all that matters and i think that's that's a true inspiration for anybody so i hope that that helps um so my conundrum last week my conundrum queen michelle of course she got it of course she did but she was the only one so she's the only one that got uh, the gold star this week so my conundrum is i'm tall when i'm young and i'm short when i'm old what am i and the answer is a candle so that's this week's conundrum and i mean that was last week's conundrum and this week's conundrum if you want to take a guess it and send me the answers on just gems uh, podcast just underscore james underscore podcast on instagram please do so and i'll give you guys a shout out but when is a door no longer a door when is a door no longer a door and then send me your answers to just james podcast um i'm following a really funny australian on tiktok at the moment her name is emma grosser e-m-m-a-g-r-o-s-s-e-r she does these little skits about people talking to barristers at a coffee shop and if you've ever been and like if you're like a a regular coffee connoisseur that goes to coffee shops you'll enjoy the humor of it quite a lot and she's she's australian so i get her sense of humor quite quite dramatically but it's funny oh she's so funny the way she talks about people trying to order coffee from her and things that strange customers do it's hilarious so please go and have a look at her she's so funny i really enjoy her so if you're looking for a new new follow this week as well. But guys, love your beliefs and you can turn the world around. And I think let's try and turn the world around with kindness. Let's do something different. Let's do something fantastic. Let's do something that nobody else is doing. And just be kind to one another. I think that's Ellen DeGeneres is saying, but I think it's so important. Is just let's make a difference. Let's do something great for the world. Um Again, guys, this is a shorter podcast. I had so much to say yesterday, and I'm so sorry because I threw my notes out and I can't remember what I said. Um, but thanks for listening, everybody, and I will chat to you again next week. We'll get it right soon. I'll be on time it's one week soon, I promise. Have a lovely afternoon. Goodbye. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the Plant.